0: Are you looking for freedom, freedom from the daily grind and hustle, or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala.
1: Today, Kara and I are going to come to you and discuss some big life changes that we have going on and just kind of talk through you know, some of the process that we work through in life and and hopefully maybe just give you some you know, freedom around how you make decisions and choices in life. And actually, when we look backwards and we look at all the major changes in our life at different points in time and, and really the times in life that have really propelled or accelerated us to different levels, it was really just leaning into intuition and, and really knowing that we needed to make certain moves. And I think what happens a lot of times is we think we've got to have everything figured out in life before we start actually making moves. And What we found is that's just really not the case.
0: Yeah. It's actually so crazy to think back about those, you know, really pivotal times in our life and just realizing that like, you know, I think sometimes we're waiting for like somebody to just give us this massive green light or invite us to do something when really it's just those like almost like heart tugs that you get and you just follow them like, and then one, it's like following the crumbs, right? Like you just follow from one. Intuition to the next and then you suddenly wake up one day and you're like, Wow, how did we get here? Um, so I think that's really cool. Also, can we talk about that it's like the middle of the year already?
1: Yeah, that's wild in itself. It's I was literally just looking at my like quarter three goals and realizing that well, like you said, it's the middle of the year and things are just going really, really fast.
0: hmm It's insane just to think about um, you know, where we are today and how, how we started out the year. Um So, yeah, we do have some really big life updates happening. We should. (laughs) Um, We actually just went to, um, if you guys follow us on um, social media, you probably saw we were in Austin. Uh, We went for our anniversary. We just celebrated 22 years of marriage, which was so fun. Um, That's something that we try to always do is like take time away, um, just us without our kids and make sure that we're like prioritizing time together. And actually probably halfway, like a quarter of the way through this year, I think we realized we hadn't been doing that as much. We had, you know, taken a lot of trips for business and, you know, put a lot of time into our growth as individuals and in our businesses. And even though we were like getting away, it wasn't like just me and you getting away like we used to do. And so I'm really happy that we took the time, I mean, usually for our anniversary, we you know, get away for a night, but it was really fun to just get away for a whole weekend. And I think that's important for, you know, if you are married to make sure you're taking time away to like dream together, because I think that is like where a lot of power um, happens as a couple and how it can really propel you because you're away from your day-to-day life. You're away from, you know, all the responsibilities and you, it gives that space to really dream together.
1: Yeah. And I think it also, you know, a lot of times people talk about, vacation, right? And I actually, I really don't like that word because it really says that we have to vacate something. Like it's a vacation from our life. And I've always you know, thought, I I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily looking for vacating my life. I want a place to go recreate. And so I look at it as like recreation. Um, And I think it's super important as you were saying that we do that as couples, obviously as families too, but that we do that as couples because we get to go and recreate. And it doesn't really matter where you go or what you do. It could even be a staycation um, where you just go and and recreate. But to your point, it is super valuable. And even, you know, I don't do a lot of one-on-one coaching, have four or five clients at a time. But what I find is that a lot of my clients, they don't even take, they don't take time to go recreate. And it's awesome watching whenever you start coaching. Like literally this morning, I woke up to text from one of my clients and he's on vacation with the family. And this is like the third time in four months. And this is coming from a person that barely took a vacation one time per year. And so it's super important, I think, to, to your point that we go and we dream together, we recreate, we touch in. And even your comment about it's already six months into the year, it's so important to have those touch points. And you know, obviously we do, well, I shouldn't say obviously because a lot of people don't do this, but we do the weekly date nights and and all that. But having these periods of time where you go, and it doesn't have to be Two weeks. It can be literally like two days, mm-hmm. just like it was for for us in Austin. I think what well, were we there? Two days, three days?
0: I think three days. Yeah, yeah. And just getting yourself into a different environment of, I think environment is so huge. Of getting out of your day to day and getting to a place like go to a place like whether it's a staycation, but you're not in your everyday environment. So it's like and it's go to an inspiring place where you can mm-hmm. get inspired. Um. Anyways, we kind of I'm kind of took us off on a little tangent, but yeah. Um. I just think that that's really important as a couple to make sure you're taking that time to go and recreate and dream together. But when we were in Austin, we went up to like a winery and we were just driving and we actually have talked about getting land there for, I don't know, how long have we talked about getting land there? I don't
1: know. It hasn't really been that long, really. It feels like forever, but I think it's just been probably four months, five months.
0: Yeah, well, we talked about getting land.
1: Somewhere. Somewhere. And then
0: we kind of finally were like, maybe it's Austin. So we like started looking at land, you know, outside of Austin and we're like, you know, maybe later on, you know, we'll have a piece of land here, a place to come and just stay. Um, but when we were there, I just kept getting this like stirring in my heart being like, I feel like we are being called here. Feel Like this is where our next we're supposed to be. Um, and I, it felt so strong and it wasn't that, I mean, Austin's great, but it wasn't that, you know, you know, when you go to Maui and you're like, I could live here forever or Bali, Indonesia or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know? um Austin's great, but it wasn't that I was fell in love with like even the city. It was just a really, it was a very spiritual thing.
1: Yeah, totally. And I'm going to digress for just a second, but a lot of things have happened that I think kind of led up to, to that, including, you know, I was on a call with GoBundance and there was a guy talking, I think we were actually, well, we were, we were, we re-listened to this call when we were in Austin, but anyway, when I was on this call listening to this guy, he was talking about how um you know values are aligning and there are certain states that he was actually talking about how states are defining themselves right now, and this isn't a conversation to determine what side of you know the political aisle or values or what your beliefs are or whatever, but the reality is he was just saying that we're going into this time of competition, and he was super optimistic actually this guy was a billionaire and has done a ton of things in a lot of different businesses. And he was super optimistic on where America is actually going. But he was saying that like states are going to start competing around values. And it made me really realize that, you know, over the last, not even 200 years, well, yeah, it's been like 250 years since you know, we've been a country. Um, we've been basically competing against the world in a sense, like when it comes to capitalism and, you know, growing as a financial superpower and all of that but what he was talking about was that states are going to start competing and it made me realize that states are going to start competing against each other rather than just the United States competing against the world and it's not even just competing financially but for like zones of value and where you align and so i think that was kind of like something that made me start really thinking about texas i mean we love arizona but when we were there you could just really sense um there there's just a i don't know there's like a zone there it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of um financial movement happening there it's super interesting
0: yeah it's definitely like a very um energy there it's just so different um than it was here than it is here in Arizona and neither one is good or bad no so I think like just making that clear like it's not that Texas is better or that you know Austin is better it's just really being in touch with where you're being called as Mm -hmm. a person and not getting hung up on all the like details right so you know, I was like, I just had this like strong, I kept saying like, I think we're going to move here. Like, it just felt like, felt like it in in my spirit. Like, I don't know. And I felt like it was really attached to something with you and maybe the next couple of years of where you're going. And, um, but then we came home and we kind of just shared with the kids, you know, like we found this piece of land, you know, we're thinking about maybe moving there at some point. And it's kind of cool to see like your kids. I think this is probably my favorite part. He's where are all sitting around dinner and Tim's moving to LA soon. So he's leaving and Dylan actually has a lot of like business in Austin. He has a really big community. there. There's a lot of wake surfing there and he's been wanting to move there anyway. So as soon as he heard us, he's like, I'm going, I'm going to move there now regardless. Yep. <laughs> and then our daughter who is a senior, Kayton, um, she's going to be a senior was like, can we please go now? Which was really interesting to me because, you know, I was not expecting that. You know, she's not really too fond of Arizona, anyways. And we knew she wanted to go somewhere, but just the fact that she was just so on board for that was another clue to me of like, oh, this is like really something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's super interesting because, you know, again, just backing up a little bit, Karen and I were talking about buying a piece of land and maybe building over three years, two or three years, and then moving there. But when all this starts really compounding and Katen said, you know, I really want to move now. It, it, it just opens up like it was such a, as you said, it was such an interesting thing to watch. And we've built our life around being able to be free and go wherever we want, you know, whenever we want. And to have your family, like everybody just kind of process that. And to have katen who, as you said, is going to be a senior, be like, let's go, let's get this done. It was just kind of like an interesting feeling. And you and I By the way, we've been here once before. This essentially happened when we moved to Arizona five, almost five years ago. Um, And I think the point to drive home here as we continue talking through this is like you can do whatever you want. We, We think we come up with all these reasons why we can't do certain things. And most of the time, they're just limiting beliefs that are in our mind. And when we really sit back and we look at the reasons and you like if you really just said to yourself, well, why can't you do that? there's probably not a whole re- lot of reasons why you couldn't. And so when Kayton was like, I want to go, you and I were like, man, should should we do this?
0: Yeah. And I, I just like that memory is actually burnt in my brain because I was like, wow. Like it was cool to like kind of almost step back as a parent and see like we've raised kids that are like, so adventurous and ready to just like jump on something like that. They're not mm-hmm. like scared. And actually Dylan's girlfriend was at there. At dinner and she looked around and she's like you guys are crazy like i've never seen a family like this like the beginning of dinner we're not moving and then by the end of dinner we're like let's just do this
1: yeah yeah it was pretty wild yeah so when we you know started thinking through that we're like well let's just katan has never even been there yeah to austin right yeah so we're like well and and this was like a week apart we're like well let's get let's get some tickets and let's all go visit and see what we think about it yeah it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. So then we went um, the next weekend and we all just felt such peace and like, yes, this is home. And so we were, we just made the move. We're like, well, we didn't make the move. We haven't made the move yet. But we just made the decision that this is where the direction we're going to go. Um. But I wanted to talk about this a lot because our intuition is leading us here. All of us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we come home. And I'm actually, this might have been between. This was in between. The week. So we got home, you know, like on a Sunday night and then we were going to go back the next week. But during that whole week, I was like, kind of started freaking out. Yeah. And I think it's important to like, know that like, it's not just like easy. You just make these decisions. Like sometimes you have to process and the way you process it and the way I process it, it's totally different. And I started thinking like, Oh my gosh, we, we have to leave our beautiful home. And I have all these friends here. I have such this amazing community here like I started coming up with all the reasons why we shouldn't in my mind and started almost letting like fear and anxiety kind of get to me. And I started looking at homes on Zillow because we would want to rent for a little bit when we first moved. And I was like, "There, I don't want to live in any of these homes. Like i just started all the reasons. Right. So yep. this is just a reminder too of like, just because you have that leading doesn't mean that there's not going to be like a counter. Like these are the reasons why you shouldn't.
1: Live. Yeah all the doubt and unbelief, like start stepping in. and Like you said, you start coming up with all these reasons, you know, oh my gosh, you know, Keaton's going to go to a new school. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I really processed all that, but that's, I think what's normal is you start coming up with all the reasons why you shouldn't. Yeah, It's pretty interesting to like, really think about because I wonder how many times in life we stop ourselves from, you know, doing what the next right move is because all of the reasons why we shouldn't. And the thing is, is you can't see what's on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even know what's in Austin. I mean, I've got a pretty big community there and a network, but we don't even know why we're going there. And the reality is like, that's, that's actually pretty crazy to think about. And that's, you got to anchor that because it's so much easier to think of all the reasons why you shouldn't, especially when you don't have a clear cut. Like if my job, let's say I had a job and they were telling me I had to go to Austin. Like you don't really process that. You have to, but. What's great about life and freedom and building the life that you actually truly want is you don't really always know why you're going or doing what you're doing. You don't know what's on the other side of it. You yeah. can't even see it half the time.
0: Um, there's a quote that I just love. I can't even remember who says it. Oh, it's Kyle Seath. Um it says, You're only scared because you can measure what you can lose. Mm. Like, we can't measure, you can't measure what you're gaining. It's so true. You can't see it. So I, I always love that quote. And that's you really reminded me of what you were just talking about is we don't even know what this is, but we know that it's going to be good. And when you live your life with like that expectation of it's always going to be better, like we have never made a decision or it didn't bring us to a, a different or a better place in our life. Right.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a book that I read and I can't remember what book this was in. I think it might've been the corner office. It's kind of irrelevant, but they were talking about how, um, entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, or even first generation entrepreneurs that, you know, come to the U S they, they skyrocket because they have nothing to lose. And so, you know, like even when we left and started the first company, our, our process, our thought process was like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, I have to go back to working for this job that I don't love and making 22, that was like the worst case scenario. Right. But, but then as, you know, as we became successful and you invest in real estate and you exited multiple businesses and you've got all like, you know, achieved all these things. Now you start looking at it from a risk standpoint and like, what do I have to lose? Kind of the same principle that you were just talking about. Um, But you're, but what the thing is, is that we don't understand, we don't understand what's on the other side of it. I've found myself in conversations a lot lately. I've been asking this a lot to other people. You know, if you look backwards five years, and actually this just came up on the couples retreat too, in a, in a, in a version of it at the couples mastermind. So if you look back five years or even 10 years, is your life better or or worse than what you imagined or planned? And almost everybody says better. And when you think about that and you look at it the opposite way, you couldn't, if you plan too much or you try to control too much, you might miss out on a lot because the reality is life is usually better on the other side of whatever decisions we're making. Than what we could even think or imagine.
0: Yeah, it's like the Bible verse thing. Mm-hmm. Um, more than you, better than you could ever think or imagine yourself. Like yeah. that's what God has in store for us. And so when we try to control it, then you're right. We do limit it. We limit ourselves to what is actually possible, and it's just living in a scary place. And I think that's important too to remember. Like it doesn't end. Yeah. Like these leaps of faith and these. Stretching, stretching times like there's always going to be like these times where you're like, Man, let's just go all in, we, d- we got to do this, and never getting to a point where you're just like comfortable,
1: yeah. And I would actually argue or say that most people that you talk to, every time you make that leap, the next one comes faster. Yeah. Um, time actually collapses, like it increases in time. And so, you know, what took us 10 years to do originally, you get done in five, and then pretty soon you're doing it in. I mean, we lived in the same town for 27 years and then we moved and we've been here for not even five and now we're going, you know, to Austin. The thing is, is I don't know how long we're going to be in Austin. The crazy thing is, is it doesn't matter. Like we're not, there's that old saying, we're not trees. Like your, you know, your roots, if you don't like your life, like, or even if you do like your life, but you want something more, just do it. Like go get it.
0: Yeah. And then too, like, you know, we have a wonderful life here. Yeah, totally. Like. Wasn't even really on our like radar to leave because we do love it here so much. Um, so also just like being open to like when there are those, your intuition's leading you somewhere, and your your inner spirit is leading you somewhere that it's leading you somewhere for good, and it, you might not even be able to see what it is like from the outside. Like there's some negative things about Austin, like sure bugs and stuff,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's and traffic, it's muggy,
0: um, but. I, I know that like what, every time we've followed that, every time we've followed that leading, there's always been such a greater reward on the other side of that.
1: Yeah. And it's so funny even just listening to people, as you were saying, like bugs and there's a homeless problem. And th- it's funny when you let voices into your life, which I don't do, but I just think to, you know, who you're, who you're listening to. Cause even that, when we're like, well, we're moving to Austin, we've had people be like, dude, that's like the, you know, dirtiest, most homeless like all these negative things and I'm just like, it doesn't, none of that even matters. Like I'm not going there because I hate Arizona or because I love Austin. We're going there because we're leaning into our intuition and we're following what we need to do. There's going to be negative things about anywhere you go. But it's funny, like when you're just leaning into it, it doesn't really matter, you know, what's good or what's bad. Like just go where you want to go.
0: Yeah. And be okay with the uncomfortable. Be okay with the unknown of what that's going to look like. What advice would you have to somebody who's like, because I feel like people have this even in their jobs and stuff. And I think we're just so trained to, you know, get that job. And that's what you're going to work that for your whole life or, you know, live in the same house. You know, I have friends that will not sell their house that they've lived in for 25 years because their kids have memories there. And I get that, but like those memories don't stay in that house. They come with you. (laughs) So what, like, do you have like some advice that you would give people of like, how do you overcome that or tips or?
1: Well, I don't, you're, you're probably a better person to answer overcoming that because I don't really get emotionally invested into homes or, you know, we've talked about this before, but I was, I moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think the way, I think the way we see life and grow up has a lot to do with that too. Um, but it, I don't know. I think maybe that's a bad question for me because the reality is I don't, I don't think about things like that. Yeah. Um, so if I had to give advice around it, I'd be like, don't think about things like that. It's yeah. th- you already said it, but the reality is memories are memories. Like those kids, we hold on to, we hold on to what we think life should or could look like. And I think if anything, you need to let that go because it goes back to the same thing we were talking about. The reality is you could craft this certain life that you think it should look a certain way, but I almost guarantee you if you just kind of let all that superficial stuff go that doesn't really matter, life is going to be so much better than, than what you could think of it. So flip it on you. What advice would you have? Because I think, I think even when we left Nevada and came to Arizona, you were more attached to the memories in the house and yeah. all that kind of stuff.
0: It's funny because I was, I kind of been experiencing the exact same feelings. Like I was really excited Um, and I was excited when we moved here, but then all of a sudden when we moved here, moved here with the kids, I was getting like emotional about like the kids and having to start a new school and like our house was not the same, like we were in a rental and it had like, it was a beautiful home, but it had like some issues. And so just like realizing that like, it's, it's going to be like a, a process of like change too. Like, preparing yourself for, like, that uncomfortable part that's a little, like, rocky. Um, But then, like you were saying, like, going back to, like, how you grew up or, you know, moves. Like, I had a move that happened to me when I was eight years old that really affected me. And so, because I had grown up, you know, and had all these friends, and then I moved to this new place, and it was scary, and it was intimidating for me, um, that triggers me. Hmm. So, I think, like, too, like you were saying, I wasn't even thinking of this, but maybe, like, going back and... And going through times where you did have change and seeing if any of that's affecting you today Mm -hmm. and just being like, almost like separating yourself from that situation and being like, and yet that's not true. And yet these are the good things that came from that. Like if I wouldn't have moved when I was little, I would have never met you. Like just knowing and, and recounting all the things when you did have something that was a big change that was maybe scary or intimidating, all the good things that happened after that.
1: Yeah. Well, and as you're saying that too, like I'm sitting here thinking, Both times that we've moved, I've thought about, well, especially Elko. Um, When we moved from Nevada, you know, we had put a lot of money into that house, just like literally finished remodeling our dream kitchen, Mm -hmm. like probably a month or something before we moved. I don't even know exactly how long it was, but um, all the money that we sunk into that house that we were not going to get back out of it. And then moving here, we got into a rental, moving to Arizona, we got into a rental for a year. And then we built a house and I found myself like, there was a part of me that felt like we were not going to live in this house long-term, but just realizing too, that it doesn't matter. I think people could get anchored on this. Well, we put a lot of money into this house. We, you know, invested a lot into this if we sell it. And right now, actually, we're going to make a ton of money selling this house. Um, But I think all these reasons, it goes back to, I'm not, I wasn't necessarily thinking through you know, the emotional side of it, but it's just the, the money side and like, not, oh man, should we really sell right now? Or the other side of it too, is when you move somewhere, not wanting to put money into a home. Cause you don't know if you're going to be there long-term like that's crazy in itself too, because it's just a lifestyle like living. If you're going to live there for more than, you know, a few years, you should just make it the way you want it because everything always works out. Like it's always worked out for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even you just saying that, like, it's not even just with moving. Like, I think a lot of people get attached to the time that they have put into a career that they hate, but mm-hmm. they put so much time and money or, you know, schooling, whatever it is into this career, that it's hard for them to leave that too. So that I think this applies or even a really crappy marriage too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not like one to be like, go divorce your spouse. But if you have put in so much time and effort into a marriage, that's just dead. I think that's another thing. Have a hard time leaving. So I love that you're talking about like the, the whole like time and money spent in something and being attached to that one. It's like, there's so much, there's so much goodness in this world. If we just open ourselves up to it and allow, yeah, uh, you know, allow us to like follow that heart leading, even though it's going to feel scary at times.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a theory, which we're kind of t- touching on, um, called the sunk, sunk cost fallacy. And I was just listening to. I had a coaching call with Jay Papasan a year and a half or so ago, and I was just re-listening to it. And we were actually talking on the the coaching call about we had just invested a lot of money in a software, a couple software systems that weren't working together. And you know, I was just asking him like how he deals with that when when things aren't working. And he's like, "Well, do you see that? Do you see that it's going to come together if you keep spending money and time on this?" And I'm like, "No, I think we're." I think we, you know, we made a mistake here. And he's like, well, this is the sunk cost fallacy. Like you think that you're already so far into it that you have to keep spending money mm-hmm. to try to make it right, even when you know it's not going to happen. Well, if we relay that back to, like you said, a job or a house or, you know, even business. emotionally, yeah, business, same, yeah, same thing actually. Mm-hmm. Um, when we left Nevada mm-hmm. and 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 came to Arizona, you know, we had a business that we had invested a mu- bunch of money and time and and actually like even even the amount of energy that I was still investing in, it wasn't worth it. And so sometimes you just got to count your losses and walk away. But even, I think that even comes back to the emotional thing that you were talking about. You know, my kids grew up here and well, yeah, you've invested all that emotional time and memories into it, but it's no longer producing that. Like the kids are gone. They're they're not going to keep coming. And we even have this vision of like, well, when the kids come back to a house they didn't grow up in, what are they going to be missing out on? And I literally remember one time asking you, I'm like, well, do you go back to the house that you grew up in? We had this conversation and you're like, no. And does it take anything away? But that's that's the same thing. It's still a sunk cost fallacy in in a sense because even though it's not a monetary thing, um, there's no reason to continue to invest in that if it's not producing life in your life. Mm -hmm. And people, I think, stay in jobs or they stay in houses or they stay in cities um, thinking they're hanging on to all that and there's nothing that it's no longer producing.
0: Friendships even like the, really, who you're hanging out with sometimes mm-hmm. people can get stuck in that even like staying in relationships with people that are not Was like uh, our friend Chris just sent us a message and it said uh, don't shrink what did it say? Don't shrink yourself to fit in circles I can't remember what it said
1: I don't, um,
0: are you looking for it? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's like d- not shrinking yourself to places that you don't fit anymore and, you know, making sure that like you're, as you're expanding, you're not just like, you know, keeping yourself in that small place, but like keep expanding yourself. So this can apply to like really every area of your life, no matter what it is. And I just really want to point on the part of like really leading in with that intuition.
1: Mhm. Um, the saying was, stop shrinking to fit places you've outgrown. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so good.
1: So good. And again, I don't mean to keep beating on this, but this really applies to, you know, even even your business. You've said this already, but if, you know, sometimes we're scared to move to the next level or, or make a higher, all, like all these things because we don't know what's on the other side of it. And the reality is it's usually greatness that's on the, on the other side of it. I mean, if you're scared to do something that you keep coming back to, you probably need to sit with that. You probably need to like, really, why are you still thinking about
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I work with a coach and she said, she asked me a question. She said, do you know what the greatest fear of man is? And I was like, no. And it was freedom, Mm. which I found so interesting. And she said, it's because of that unknown of where you are today to get to freedom. Yeah. Like we're so scared of that in between to get to that freedom Mm -hmm. that's, that's really where the fear is. And that's exactly what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. And I've even thought uh, that, that reminded me of something that, you know, when you quit that job and you leave that security, which I think is a version of what she's saying, but when you leave that security, now you also have no one to blame but yourself. And I think we're scared of that. I think we're scared of responsibility. I think we're scared of ownership. I think we're scared of, you know, I have no one to blame for this mistake but me. I made that mistake. Like, and, but that, that's where freedom lies. Like, on the other side of that, Robert Kiyosaki says this all the time, but if you want security, it's in prison. You get three square meals a day and a roof over your head. Like, you're, you're, you get three meals, your clothes are washed for you, free healthcare. Like, that's security is prison. And I'm, when I heard him say that, I was like, wow. And that's such a good point that you bring up that your coach talks about. Like, you know, we're scared of that in between it's pretty interesting.
0: So yeah, we're moving. We're going to move to Austin in about a month. This is like June, middle of June. So actually maybe a month and a half by the time we get there, but we're just moving quick and we're just following that leading. And this is another thing that happens is I had said that I was like nervous about the house, but and finding a rental because there was none on Zoom or on Zillow. And you were like, Made a couple phone calls and literally, this is another crazy thing is I was there the week before at the Miraval resort and they have this um, infinity pool with all these trees. And I literally took a video, I have it, and I was like, I'm putting this on my dream board for someday. And literally the house that we're going to be renting is that backyard. Yeah. Like it looks identical to that. And so just reminding you too of like how quickly you can start manifesting things when you're like just being led and you're walking in those steps and not being scared.
1: Yeah. I think what's interesting about this has been kind of a revelation for me. Um, just thinking about, and some of these are like, you know, pillars and go abundance, which is why I love it so much. But also I've just been working with the coach really defining my values and, and who I want to show up as. And the authentic relationship piece, the genuine contribution, all of that, just nurturing relationships. I think it's so important because just like that, moving to Austin, I just messaged a couple people and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, here's a house that's available and tell me what you need. And I've got a land man that's really good at buying land. And the thing that I've realized is Chris Winfield, that same guy that shared that, he was mentioning to me when we were at the Couples Mastermind last week that you can never add enough value. And that's something too, that's like I'm having this epiphany about, like you've got to nurture those relationships because everything that you need is on the other side of a human being. And I don't know why we're going to Austin, but when you bring that up and you say that, you know, I just made a couple texts or phone calls, like everything just starts stacking up and you never know, you know, why you've met somebody or, you know, what they're going to bring value to your life or what you're going to bring to them. But um, yeah, it's just super interesting.
0: Yeah. We even had somebody offer their home that we could live in their home for the whole summer. I mean, it's a nice home too. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing. You're right. Like having those relationships and, Nurturing those relationships and adding value to them, not just taking all the time, because I think that that's something that people get mixed up is they're always looking for something rather Mm -hmm. than like, what can I offer people? Yeah. Because I think that that's like our greatest capital that we have is relationship capital as as people and as humans, not just me and you, but everyone is relationship capital. And when you can really build those true relationships, you know, that's really where your power is.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that I've been thinking about a lot on that front is just remaining open and it's not just open to moving or open to a new business opportunity or open to a new job or open to a new relationship. It's just remaining open Um, because we don't know if we're closed off and all we do, you know, I, I've back, back in the day when we spent a lot of time at church, like you'd hear this us foreign no more, right? Like it's kind of like, you're just in these walls and, You just stay at home all the time and you don't go, I'm not telling you got to go out all the time, but what I am saying is be open to relationships and connections and what the universe has. Because if we're walking around with our head down and our eyes closed and we never make eye contact, we're never going to have a conversation. And if we never have a conversation, we're never going to make connection. And if we never make connection, then we really don't know what opportunities we're missing. So I think it's just remaining open.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, when you were saying that I was thinking about you know I think a lot of people think that people are trying to take from that mm-hmm. too so i you know with that being open is like it's not about people what you know we actually had lunch with some friends last weekend and that we had just recently met and they, he kept saying what's the angle what's the angle like what are these people's angle mm-hmm. and there doesn't have to be an angle mm-hmm. and I think we're so conditioned too to think that like somebody's trying to get something from us or take something from us, but the best relationships are actually that win-win where you're both contributing and it's benefiting both of you. It's not like a, you know, there's an angle or somebody's trying to take something from you. And I think we can really hinder ourselves when we have that attitude, whether it's um, going to business with somebody or a relationship or, um, you know, hiring a coach or a mentor, you can hinder yourself so much by having that attitude of, You know what's the angle, or what are they trying to take from me? Because that's really where the power is.
1: Yeah, and I think even just coming back to intuition, like whether it's again for moving or a relationship, when you know that you need to connect, you don't need to connect with everyone. You just have to make the right connections. And so I think that's kind of the theme that you know really we're living in life right now, and and want to really drive home. You're, You're not stuck. Like if you don't love the relationships you have in life, go make new ones. If you don't love where you live move. If you don't love your job, find a new one. If you hate the business you're in, find another one. Like you're not stuck.
0: Yeah. There's always a solution and there's always another way. Um, there's always going to be obstacles, but how do we get around them?
1: Yeah. It's so good. It's so true.
0: I'm super excited. We're really excited to make this move and expand our community yeah. too. Um, I think that's something really cool is we live in a day and age where you can have communities all over. Mm-hmm. And so I look at it as I'm not losing my community here because I do have an amazing community here in Phoenix, but I'm not losing them.
1: Yeah. Well, and even since we've moved here, like I think we've had this conversation so many times that, you know, we'll probably always want to spend time in Arizona. Yeah. And, so, um, and, and I love the way that you say that because even if we didn't come back here, you don't have to lose those relationships. Yeah. I mean, we live in such an amazing world. It's not like we have to jump on a horse and ride for, you know, 12 days to get from Texas to Arizona. You can jump on a zoom call. You can fly in. You can, we have access to so many things. And so we're not stuck. You're not losing anything. You're gaining a new community while you keep the one you have.
0: Yeah. So I think like my last words would be making sure that like you're leading with your intuition on things and following it and not getting hung up on, um, what you're losing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll wrap it up with this. And I kind of said this already, but want to drive it home. If something keeps coming up for you and you have fear around it, why does it keep coming up? And what are you actually scared of? And you're probably scared of losing something as Carol was just talking about. And you don't actually know what's on the other side of that that you're going to be gaining. And so if something keeps coming up for you, you're scared, really lean into that and start asking, like, what are you scared of losing? And what's the worst thing that could happen? Because usually it's not that bad.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're usually living the worst case.
1: So, mm-hmm. so true. I'm Good chat. I'm excited. Yeah. If you have found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.